the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Let's pray. Spirit of God, we thank you this morning for the privilege of hearing your word. The Bible said this book of the Lord shall not depart from our mouth, but we should meditate on it and therein we'll have good success. Thank you that as your word comes into our hearts, we are empowered and repositioned for good success. We honor you and we bless you. Let utterance be granted me as I communicate your word with simplicity and with understanding in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And amen. God richly bless you. Come with me to the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians 2, 5. Philippians 2, verse 5 to 11. It says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names. Our emphasis is on verse 5 and verse 9. Our emphasis is on verse 5 and verse 9. Verse 5 says, you must have the same attitude that Jesus had. And then, verse 9 tells us the result of that attitude. Therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names. Jesus became elevated to a place of high honor and given a name above all names. And we are told the reason why he could attain that was because he had a unique attitude. What is the kind of attitude you have? We began exploring attitude two weeks ago. We said that attitude is a very powerful thing. The Bible says you must have the same attitude that Jesus had. A lot of people aspire for great things in life. And I know that you want to do great things with your life. You want to succeed with your life. But in as much as a lot of us have great dreams, great ambitions, most of us don't have the attitude that will make our dreams and visions a reality. And that is the focus of this teaching. To position it in such a way that as you dream, you also develop the attitude required in order to make your dream a reality. And I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus, as you develop the right attitude, your dream will become a reality in life in Jesus' precious name. So we looked at attitude as your emotional and mental response to life. Your attitude affects how you feel, what you think, how you act, how you speak. All of that is a function of your attitude. Attitude is a sum total of your thoughts, your emotions, your words, and your actions. That is attitude. 
In summary, your attitude is the sum total of your thoughts, your words, your actions. That's it. How you feel. All of these things give us an indication. Your attitude may be invisible, but it has presence. Attitude has presence. The kind of attitude you have will eventually show up. People will see it. You can hide it. It's like pregnancy. Sooner or later, it will show up. And so it's very important that we develop the right attitude. And we started by looking at eight great insights. In fact, I started with seven. And then I gave you one more. We said that your attitude is your choice. There are many things we can choose in life. But one of the things you can choose, and you must choose consistently, is a good attitude. Your attitude is a choice. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to get along with people. You can choose to be peaceable. You can choose. The power of choice is a power God gave every human being. We can choose a positive attitude if you so desire. And then, of course, we said your attitude is influenced by input. There are things that come to shape our attitudes, who you associate with, the kind of material you read, the kind of things you watch. All of these things can go to influence, affect your attitude positively or negatively. And then we also said that your attitude affects your relationships. Your attitude is not caused by people or circumstances. Your attitude is your response to people and circumstances. Your attitude is not caused by people or circumstances because people like to blame others for poor attitude. When we are not happy, a husband may blame the wife or the wife may blame the husband. You are the reason why I'm not happy. Listen, there is nobody who can be the reason for your moody and sadistic approach to life. You have a choice in that matter. Your attitude is always a response and not a cause. And then we said your attitude is contagious. A positive attitude is contagious. Likewise, a negative attitude. And then, of course, we also said that God rewards positive attitude but disciplines a negative attitude. And then, of course, we said your attitude determines your destiny. Your attitude determines your destiny. And then, of course, we also said that being a Christian does not automatically translate into a positive attitude. And that's why I'm spending time in the Word of God to help you to understand that you have to take charge of your attitude. Because taking charge of your attitude is taking charge of your life. The moment you take control and you master your attitude, you have mastered life. It's so critical. We also went a step further to look at the origin of our attitude. Where does our attitude come from? The attitude, our approach and response to life, where does it come from? We looked at the fact that it comes from our personality. Whether you are choleric, you are melancholic, and this is how you are wired by default. Your natural disposition, it influences your attitude. We also said that your attitude is influenced by your environment. Where you were raised can influence your attitude. The affirmation you receive from a parent or authority figures over you can influence your attitude. Your self-image, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself that you are loved? Do you see yourself that you are somebody who is gifted and wired for purpose? All of that can also affect your attitude. The ten spies saw themselves as grasshoppers and they became grasshoppers for the giants. Exposure to different experiences in life also shapes our attitude. And then our association, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Your appearance can affect your attitude. Again, your relationships, your marriage, 
your job, the kind of place you work, the kind of people you work with, all of that can also influence your attitude negatively or positively. And then, of course, your attitude is shaped by your thinking, how you think, your beliefs. All of that can go a long way to shape your attitude as a man thinketh in his heart. The Bible says, so is he. And your attitude, most importantly, is shaped by your choices in life. You may not choose your parents, but you can choose your attitude. You may not have chosen the place of your birth, but you can choose a positive attitude in life. Today, I want to go a step further and look at how powerful is an attitude. How powerful is attitude? How powerful is attitude? Attitude is so, so powerful. And I like the quote from John C. Maswell's book on the winning attitude. The book title is The Winning Attitude, and I want to encourage you to get the book and read it. It will be a great blessing to you. This is what John C. Maswell said about attitude. He said, attitude, it is the advance of our true selves. Attitude is the advance of our true selves. Its roots are inward, but its fruit is outward. It is our best friend and our worst enemy. It is more honest and more consistent than our words. It is an outlook based on past experiences. It's a thing which draws people or repels them. It is never content until it is expressed. It is a librarian of our past. It is a speaker of our present. And it is a prophet of our future. In other words, who you are becoming or who you will become tomorrow is determined by the attitude you have in your life today. If you want to succeed, there are attitudes you must consciously embrace in order to experience success. Attitude is very, very powerful. Dennis Whitley said, The winner's edge is not in a gifted birth. In a high IQ or in talent, the winner's edge is in the attitude, not the aptitude. The winner's edge, what will make you a winner in life, is largely in your attitude. You may not have been gifted like Usain Bolt. You may not have been gifted like Serena Williams. You may not have been gifted like Michael Jackson. But you can develop your attitude with your gift. I'm fascinated by the story Jesus gave, the parable of the talent, where people were given different gifts. And ultimately, who each of them became was a function of their attitude. That's why attitude is so important. Attitude is very, very powerful. And the earlier you get to see the power of an attitude, the better it will be. Most of us leave our attitude to chance because we don't understand the positive or the negative impact our attitude is making as far as our destiny is concerned. The power of attitude is revealed in two ways. One, by what it can do and what it cannot do. The power of your attitude is revealed by what it can do and what it cannot do. You know, electricity is a very good thing. Electricity is powerful. When you have electricity, there are many things you can do. But when there is no electricity, there are many things you cannot do. So it can help you accomplish some things, but it can also rob you from accomplishing some things. So we need to appreciate that attitude is critical. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14 to 18 with me. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said to him, Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. 
Let our master command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is a skillful player. And I want you to please take note. A skillful player on the harp, and it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the distressing spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. Verse 17. So Saul said to his servants, Provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Verse 18. Then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and handsome person, and the Lord is with him. He said, this is a good guy. There's a guy here who can play well. As powerful as attitude is, there are things attitude alone cannot do. For instance, your attitude, number one, five things your attitude cannot do for you. Your attitude cannot substitute for competence. Your attitude cannot substitute for competence. If you lack the competence to do a particular job, having a good attitude about it will not change it. You can be upbeat. You can be very positive that you can fly a plane. But if you have not developed the skill set and the competence required to fly a plane, no matter how positive you are, you cannot fly a plane. You will only lead people to their early grave. So David had a positive attitude, but coupled with his positive attitude was the fact that he was skillful. So when we lack skill, we cannot substitute our lack of skill with a positive attitude. But when you have great skill, and you complement it with a positive attitude, then your future is secure. You are on your way to great success. Number two, your attitude cannot substitute experience. Your attitude cannot substitute experience. If you don't have experience in an area, having a good attitude about it will not change it. I'm confident I can do this job. Have you done it before? He said, no, it cannot change it. You remember, when David came, he was very confident, brave, and courageous. That's positive attitude. He had the attitude that he could go and fight Goliath. But coupled with that attitude was the experience he had had fighting the lion and the bear in the bush. He had gotten some experience that was fueling his courage, his attitude of courage and bravery to confront and deal with Goliath. So it's important. Your attitude cannot substitute for experience, your attitude cannot substitute for competence, and your attitude cannot change the facts. Hear me? There are some things, they are simply the facts, and your attitude cannot change it. A head survey revealed that people who have an optimistic approach to life, they do very well in their old age. But you see, in as much as being optimistic in life can shape how well you do or how healthy you are in your old age, and even in your youthful stage, it cannot change the fact that you are aging. It cannot change your age. The fact that you have a positive attitude does not change your skin color. The fact that you have a positive attitude does not change your height. You are short, you are short. You are tall, you are tall. That is a fact. And it's important that we understand things that our attitudes cannot change. Your attitude cannot change it. Maya Angelou says, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change something, change your attitude. But by all means, don't complain. If you don't like something, change it. And if you can't change it, change your attitude about it. Why is it that you are always offended when people say you are short? That's who you are. Learn to accept that and move on. Why are you bleaching to change your color to become who you are not? 
and you're exposing yourself to all manner of risk. It's not worth it. Change your attitude about it. Your dark skin begin to appreciate the fact that your dark skin is beautiful. That is one color no one can metamorphose into. You can't change from white to black. That is great, beautiful. Learn to accept the things you cannot change. And then, of course, your attitude cannot also substitute for personal growth. You need to commit yourself to disciplines that will help you to mature. There are people who come across as wanting to improve on their lives, but they don't take steps that will make that a reality. Your attitude is critical, but your attitude cannot solve all your problems. It can help you solve most of your problems, but your attitude is not everything. In fact, that's what I intend to say. Because I've heard some people say attitude is everything. It's true. Attitude is everything, but attitude is great. But attitude is not everything. You can have a, a very humble attitude towards life. But if you are not disciplined and you are not hardworking, you can't go far in life. So attitude is critical, but it's not everything. And of course, number five, your attitude cannot stay good by itself. Your attitude cannot stay good by itself. So number one, we said that one, your attitude cannot substitute for competence. Number two, your attitude cannot substitute for experience. Your attitude cannot change the facts. Your attitude cannot substitute for personal growth. Your attitude cannot stay good by itself. And I recommend the book, The Difference Maker by John C. Maxwell. It talks about attitude. He calls it The Difference Maker. It's a great book. That is where I picked these five things I've shared with you about attitude from. There are four great things your attitude can do for you. Your attitude, number one, can determine your success or failure in life. Your attitude. If you want to succeed, in fact, it said that 85% of success is dependent on your attitude. So you can see 15% of whether you succeed or fail in life is what is defined by your competences or your skill set. That's why I think that sometimes people say attitude is everything because attitude constitutes a major part more than 50%, 85 is a very significant percentage. 85% of your success or failure in life is a function of your attitude. And then number two, you have to understand that your attitude enhances your gifts, skills, or abilities in life. Your attitude add value. They add weight to your gifts. Look, the five talent man had a positive attitude. The two talent man had a positive The man with one talent became who he became because of his negative attitude. It was not the amount of gift or the volume of gift he had that determined who he became. It was his negative attitude. And when his master came, that was exactly what he told him. He said, you are a wicked person. He said, you are a lazy person. He said, you are somebody who does not think. The master described him perfectly. And there are many people who are like that. They are gifted, but they are wicked. They don't want anybody to benefit from their gift. They are gifted, but they are lazy. They will sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep. When you sleep too much, your destiny will slip by. That's why Proverbs, the wisest man said, do not love sleep. Don't love sleep. If you love sleep, your destiny will slip by. I pray that you will take charge of your destiny in the name of Jesus. That's what happened. So your attitude is very, very critical. You may be gifted, but if you have the wrong attitude, you won't go far. You will not go far, no matter how gifted you are. The Bible says, a man's gift makes a way for him, 
But you see, your attitude will determine the way that your gift has made for you will remain open. There are people who get opportunities, and once they get it, that's it. But you see, when God gives you opportunity, that opportunity should lead to other opportunities. That was David, great guy. He was gifted, and he had the opportunity to come into the palace of Saul. That opportunity led to other opportunities, and other opportunities, and other opportunities, until he became the king of Israel. What a man, what an awesome person. Your attitude can make a lot of difference. Let's look at Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom and over three high officials, over whom Daniel was one, to whom those satraps should give account so that the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole land. Can you see that? Daniel became distinguished by an excellent attitude. An attitude of excellence. That's one of those great and fantastic attitudes. Learning to do things well. Learning to go the extra mile. Learning to give your best shot at any given opportunity. That was Daniel. He became distinguished. He has such a positive attitude. He became distinguished. May you be distinguished by your attitude. A lot of people were there. But what set Daniel apart was his attitude. Unique. It takes more than strength and skill to scale through a life. It takes more than strength and skill to scale through a life. You need a positive attitude. You need to develop a positive attitude. And then, of course, your attitude is powerful because your attitude shapes your response to the challenges of life. Your attitude shapes your response to the challenges of life. Life is 10% what happens to us, and 90% are response to it. Life is 10% what happens to us, and 90% are response to it. That's why you cannot blame anyone for where you are. You meet 40-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 25-year-olds, sometimes even 60-year-olds who are blaming their parents, blaming the fact that God has not been fair to them. <laughs> they are colossal failures because they don't understand that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% your response to it. Obstacles are inevitable in life. Challenges are inevitable in life. Some people respond to it by giving up. Some people respond to it by running away from it. Some people respond to it by abandoning themselves to that. Some people respond to it by committing suicide and all of that. But that must not be your experience as a child of God. You are born to overcome. And so you have to develop the attitude of an overcomer and be able to walk through life. Life is 10%. Never forget that. 10% what happens to you and 90% your response to it. How are you responding to life? How are you responding to life? Are you responding to life passively or actively? Are you responding to life with all diligence and seriousness, a sense of responsibility? Or you think that if you had had a good parent, if you had gone to a certain school, or if you had had some good money, then things would have been different. I bet you nothing would be different with your current attitude. Everything will be different. The only difference that makes all the difference is your attitude. That is very, very critical. Joseph could have become a very bitter person, but he chose that he was going to have a different attitude. Life dealt a very massive blow to Joseph. 
a young man who was dreaming of achieving great things for his life. His brothers hated him, sold him, and he went through all kinds of experiences, but ultimately he could say, you meant it for evil. Genesis 50, 20, as what you meant for evil, God has turned together for good. As for you, you meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good. So your attitude can make a lot of difference. Your attitude towards the challenges of life. David and his men went out for battle. When they came, everything was gone. And his men were contemplating on killing David. Negative attitude. This was David who at some point in time in their lives, they had nobody to fall on. And David was there for them. When they, David was in the cave of Abdullam, all these men came to him. They were nobodies. They were distressed. They were discontented. And out of David's skill and anointing and gift, he shapes them to become giants. But in the moment of crisis, they all became negative and cynical. And they were ready to take David on. They had forgotten what he had done for them. Do you have an attitude of ingratitude? Do you easily forget the good God has used people to do in your life? Or you are the type who remembers and you keep timely accounts of the good things people have done for you. Yesterday, I was going somewhere with Pastor Samuel. I was telling him that people easily forget. And usually, what people forget most is the good people do to them. What people usually remember most is the evil people do against them. You should change it. Change that attitude. Become a person who remembers and you can recount again and again the good people do. Forget about what people, the bad thing people do against you. And concentrate on the good things people do for you. And you'll be amazed how kind people are to you. Most of us go through life and we think that people don't like us. And this person doesn't like me. And this person doesn't like It's because you are looking at those who don't like you. If you begin to focus on the people God has placed around you who love you and are very concerned about your well-being and success, you'll be amazed that you are so highly loved and favored. Your attitude, as I close, affects the quality of your relationships. Your attitude affects the quality of your relationships. Your health, your success, your peace, your fulfillment in life, they are all going to be defined by the quality of relationships in your life. Hear me. There are people who are happy. There are people who are always sad, gloomy. When you are unhappy, you attract misfortune. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it said, all the days of the afflicted are evil. When you go through life with an afflicted posture, that everything is against you, the war, obviously that is what it will be for you. Your attitude affects the quality of your relationships. It will affect the quality of your relationship with your spouse, the relationship with your friends, the relationship with your children. Everybody around you will have a feel of your attitude, positively or negatively. If you are selfish, it will affect the quality of your relationship. If you are generous, it will affect the quality of your relationship. If you are kind, it will affect the quality of your relationship. Most of the time, we want people to do good to us, but we are not consciously looking for ways and means to do good and be kind to other people. The Bible says that whatsoever you would, that men would do unto you, first do it unto them. All the time, be on the lookout. Look for opportunities to be a blessing. Look for opportunities to demonstrate kindness. Look for opportunities to demonstrate generosity. Because the quality of your life will always be defined by the quality of your attitude. May the Lord bless you for being part of the broadcast today. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word 
and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. You are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.